theyeshiva.net. The summation of what we learned in the last year was to try to understand what does it really mean when we say that ain't etzem, master al etzem, essence does not eclipse essence. And even though Shema Lekim is the source of Kalim and its function, its purpose, it represents the capacity to restrict and to conceal. Nonetheless, it's one with Havaya, and it doesn't conceal, when its whole purpose is to really conceal. We began discussing a marshal, a metaphor, the way it exists within a person between a mashpia and a makabal between a mentor or a teacher and a student, a pupil. The key of successful education and communication and inspiration is always the ability of the mashpia to execute and utilize the kaya right? The ability to filter his wisdom, his brilliance, his genius, his knowledge, especially when the student is very remote, qualitatively speaking, is in a very different space, whether it's intellectually, academically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, whatever the, the, the space is. But when the Meqabal, as he puts it, is rochik, he's very remote from the mashpia, from his teacher, from his, his mentor, the one who wants to give. So this is critical. That if the Chacham Gadol, if the great sage, and may be really a great sage, if he will not curtail and filter the wisdom down to a level where the recipient can absorb it according to his capacity, not only will he not be doing him a benefit, he'll actually confuse him. His Chushim, his, his, his mind will become overwhelmed and confused, and he'll actually shut down, which is why the communicator must understand and appreciate the world of the Meqabal, be willing to go into that space, and have the know-how of how to take his own knowledge and wisdom and filter it in that way, because if he, if he, uh, if he gives him everything the way it is within him, all of the ideas in their pristine core, it will create overload and shut down. Not only is it necessary for him to contain and limit and give only a little bit. If a teacher is learning Mishnayis uh, with children or Chumash with children, he may see in the Pasuk or in the Mishnah or whatever he's teaching so much more, he may know so much more, but he can't communicate it. He has to be brief and concise and give the message in a simple way according to the capacity of the student or students. In addition to that, often he has to dress up the idea in a marshal, which he calls a dress, a lavush, a garment. Because a marshal, a metaphor, is not even... You have... A teacher is teaching a Mishnah. He's teaching the same subject. He's just not giving the full picture, the full depth, the full breadth, the full length. But he's discussing the idea itself in a simplified term, in a concise term. He's bringing out 
the most external layer of it, granted. When you give a marshal, a real marshal, you're now transporting the idea into another realm that's not even directly connected to this discussion. That's the function of a marshal. A story, a parable, an illustration. But that is necessary very often for the audience to be able to grasp the nimshal only through and after the marshal. And all of this is included in the what Chazal tells us that a person should teach Bederich Tzara. means you have to find the concise, brief path, a brief pathway. The Derech Tzara. The Gemara in, in the beginning of Masechus Psachim that we learned in Dav Gimel discusses at length the value of Derech Tzara, of, of, of Kitzer. And it trumps even things that are truly valuable. He speaks over there about Lashon Nekiah, refined language. It should be clear. It should be concise. The person should be able to go away filled, satiated, because the communication was was crystal clear. You spoke to him or you spoke to her. Nonetheless, this doesn't mean that the student, that the teacher does not communicate his full knowledge. What it means is he compresses within the information. He contains and he compresses his seichel atzmi, the essential idea. It doesn't mean he's teaching him something else. In a concealed way, a good teacher, within those brief, simplified words, everything is there. The example is the Mishnah. The Mishnah was written specifically. Baloshan, the Rambam has an expression about the Mishnayis. Loshan ktsara v'koylelinyonim rabim. It's very brief, that's the Rambam's expression about Mishnayis. Loshan ktsara, it's brief, it's very concise. But Vikoilo, if you start dissecting it, it encompasses a tremendous amount of ideas. Rabbeinu HaKadosh, the editor of the Mishnah, Rabbi Yudah Nasi, took the whole Teresh of Alpa, and he knew very well of the pilpul behind the arguments, behind the debates, behind every theory, behind every halacha. But he contained it in the Mishnah, and he wrote it out in a particular way that contains within itself all of the nuances and all of what, you know, like a, a, a programmer writes out a lahavdal, writes out a program, but the back end, the, if you go to the back end, you see that, this, that, that these, uh, these features and characteristics that the layman is using, which are extremely simple, really are only the most external layer of an extremely complex program. But you don't want to confuse, you don't want to overwhelm the layman. So Lahavdal, what he says that you see in the Gemara, the Pratim, all the details and the nuances of the Mishnah, it's all there in the Mishnah. The entire discussion of the Gemara is in the Mishnah, that's why the Gemara analyzes to no end every word of the Mishnah, the way it expresses itself, how the themes, are, how the terminology is chosen, the usage of the right verbiage, etc., etc., but in the Mishnah it's concealed. And the reason is because if it wouldn't be concealed, the recipient wouldn't be able to receive. Now we come to the next step. Yeah, so let's now go further inside. Page Memtes in Via Daita, Tafresh Nun Zayin. The line starts Kanal. I think in the middle of the page, the line starts Kanal. There's a period. Vihine Kultsimtsu. 
והנה כל צמצום והלם הנעל הנסגר ליל הוא רק לגבי המקבל ולא לגבי המשפיע. According to all of this we understand a new point and that is the entire צמצום the entire restriction and concealment when you call it a restriction and a concealment it's only from one side it's from the perspective of the student not the perspective of the teacher, of the mentor, of the giver. Why? When the mentor is teaching the full depth of his ideas and awareness in whatever he's teaching is fully present in his mind just like before he restricted it. Not only in the brief version of ideas, but even in the metaphors or parables he's giving. For him, it's not an eclipsing garment. He sees in that the full depth of the idea. Not only is it that in the restricted idea, in the filtered idea, for him it's not filtered. In other words, he sees the full depth. He sees how these brief, concise words contain within themselves the full depth because from his perspective he didn't need that restriction. He's filtering it particularly for the student. So therefore, even as he's communicating it in his world, this very communication is not blocking and obstructing and eliminating and concealing the full MS, the full truth and premise of the Seich. It's just a method, it's a method of communication for another person to absorb it. But even in the marshal, what, are the, what is a marshal? A marshal is you're transporting the idea into another realm. You say, let me tell you a story. <laughs> And the person who hears the story may never even go back to the original metaphor that the story is trying or the parable is trying to convey. But that, that, that differentiation is only for the Mechabal. For the Mashbiya, he sees in the marshal all the details of the parable he sees simply as a mirror, as a reflection of the idea, the way it was Mufshat. The way it was, Mufshet means divested, stripped from any levush, any tzimtzum, and any halam. It's true. When you want to communicate, you have to dress it up according to the capacity of the audience. And every audience and every student needs different types of levushim, needs different types of garments in order to be able to gain access to this reality. And you have to know which levushim are appropriate. So for the student, the levushim are really garments, and they filter what is inside the levush because he wouldn't be able to access it. He would shut down, so he needs the levush. But the teacher, the real mashmiya, in the levushim, what does he see? He sees the levushim simply as containers for the full idea, for the full depth, and even in the marshal, in all the pratim, he knows what he's getting at. He knows why he's saying the marshal. <laughs> talking about Mashalim, <laughs> to give a mashal, and here the mashal actually, first the mashal was going from the understanding how 
the system of the divine in the world. So he goes to a teacher and a student. Now he goes back. Ha'aret ha'gashmi, the physical earth, who mashal abchines malchus shalomayl, is considered in 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 nister in Kabbalah, in 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 chesidus. It says that the eretz hagashmi, the physical earth, the physical earth of our planet, is a metaphor for what we call malchus shalomayl, the quality or the characteristic of divine malchus, divine kingship. What does this mean? I know. Avusoy, its thickness, its density. Kadurusoy, its its circumference, the fact that it's round, it's a sphere. Vikoyvdoy, its uh, gravitational pull, its heaviness. Umashamatzmiachmachim, the fact that Earth produces vegetation, vechuli, etc. Many different features. When you speak about Earth, you say planet Earth. What does the planet Earth mean? You could t- talk about so many different aspects. Hareze, all of them is a marshal. It's a metaphor. Lepchines malchus da atzilus shemahavan evroyim debri yitzirasiyim meayin leyesh chulikimoshakasov makamach. It's a metaphor to understand a little bit a quality which is transcendent. It's not a physical quality. It's called malchus of the world of atzilus, which is not a physical world which brings into existence all of the creations of the lower worlds, known as Bri, Yitzira, Asiyah, from nothing to something. So in in in, in, in Pnimi, Yisatayr, in different Maimarim, they will bring our earth as a metaphor for Malchus Datsalus. Hine, hu royeb ha'aretz ha'gashmi kol prote anem shudem Malchus Datsalus. When the teacher is giving this marshal to the student, he may be analyzing planet Earth. So it's basically, from his perspective, it could just be a conversation about the science of our planet, which is very interesting, which is very fascinating. And the teacher has to do it, because he wants him to be able to understand something that he has access to. He could see it with his eyes. He can imagine it in an easier way. There are manifestations of truths that are tangible, that are clear. That is why we give Mishalim, any type of Mosh. The Gemara Meseches Psachim, just thinking, speaks about a principle, Dafyud, Daftes, Dafyud, speaks about a principle called Kavua Loi Bottle. Called the Parish, Merube Parish, versus Kavua Loi Bottle. It's a very interesting principle in Alacha. It's a principle. When something is in, in its in its permanent place, majority never overwhelms it. It can't get nullified in the majority. Once it separates from its permanent place, now it's vulnerable to bittle, to be nullified. Now how many people just understood what I said? <laughs> okay, thank you. So what do you need? You need an example. Why do you need an example? I just said everything. I said everything, but it's a principle. It's an abstract principle. Even with the example, it's not so easy to understand the principle. But you need it. And the Gemara gives an example. The Gemara gives an example. What's the example? There are ten stores on the avenue. Nine of them sell Basar Nevela. Or nine of them, let's do the other way. Nine of them sell Basar Shkuta. They're kosher butcher shops. One of them is a non-kosher butcher shop. You go... And you want to buy food for the house, for Shabbos. And you go into one of the stores. 
and you buy meat. Right? There's a problem. You don't know which store it was. So what would you say? According to the laws of Bittal, what are the percent, what are the statistics that it's kosher meat? 90%. How can 90%? Achir recognizes the concept of bitl b'roiv, of nullification in the majority. And here it's not just majority. You're dealing with 90%. And what if you have 20 stores in one? Or 30 stores in one? 50 stores in one? The statistics are very, very powerful. Nonetheless, the halacha is kavua loy bottle. Kavuolei bottle means since the doubt was born where? The doubt was born in a place where the treif is permanent and fixed and etched. It doesn't get overwhelmed by the majority. But what happens if you find a piece of meat in the street <laughs> in front of the stores and you pick it up? Now what's the halacha? <laughs> you say, call the parish, mirube parish. Once it's separated from its permanent place, where the Isur is established, so you follow the majority, the majority is Kosh. Now, I'm not now getting into the, the logic behind this principle. If it's a Pasek, if it's a Svada, the modern Ksuvas discusses this. The Rosh Hashivas have Shemesh Shkop as a Homa Rocha on this, what's Pshat Kavua? Bottle. you have it Alpi Nigla, Alpi Nister. The Gemara then discusses a case of Teshat Sibur and Shulchamitz. A similar illustration with chametz and matzah. What do these illustrations help? The point is not the meat. The meat is a manifestation. But this is what allows a person to see it in a tangible way, in a tangible fashion. Stores I can see in my mind's eye. Meat I can see in my mind's eye. So it allows me now to go back from the story back to the principle. It's also negeya ta'alachalamaisa. The meat is yenegeya. But for the principle, you give a marshal. Now that's a marshal that Mamish illustrates the idea itself. But you understand that you have to now go back from the marshal to the principle. That's what the function of a marshal is. The marshal will just transport the idea into another realm that is tangible in one way or another to the person who's listening. For the teacher, the marshal never takes him away from the idea. On the contrary. So what's his marshal here? When in the memoriam of Pnimi Yisatayra we use earth as a metaphor for Malchus Datsilis, so even though you may be analyzing the planet earth, so he says, In the earth he sees all the details of the Nimshal. Why is that so valuable? Because as a result, the person sees that the physical earth is not separate from its spiritual source. Rather, it is the Madrega it is Malchus Datsalas, the way it comes out in a material way. The link between the mushal and the nimshal is so valuable because the mushal is the nimshal. So as a result of seeing in earth a mushal from Malchus Datsilis, basically he's not seeing earth. He's seeing a manifestation of divine energy 
the way it's manifested in a material and physical way, in a physical fashion. With the capacity of Ein Soif, it's the way divine energy comes out in a material way. It's not detached. The two are not detached. It's not, there's a God, there's Malchus, Datsilas, there's planet Earth. Hashem created planet Earth. No, no. As a result of seeing the science of the world as a mirror of the higher worlds, what happens? The Gashmi is not a Gashmi anymore. The Gashmi is a Gashmi, but the whole Gashmi is a metaphor for the Ruchni. It's an embodiment of the Ruchni. It's not the Pesnifrit, separate, something independent from its own source. The Shoirish of everything in physicality, the whole Gashmi is a marshal for Ruchni. That's what it is. So I could look at it from the external perspective and all I see is the marshal. From the teacher's perspective, the whole marshal is nothing but a manifestation of the nimshal. So when you're talking about information, you have a marshal to bring out the idea of the nimshal. When you talk about the world, the physical world as a marshal, as a metaphor for the spiritual world or for the divine energy on higher levels of consciousness, it's not two separate things. The marshal is actually the nimshal. It's the way the nimshal comes out in a physical form, in a physical way. It's not two separate things. So the world is a different place. That means there's no nekuda. There's no point in the physical world that is not a manifestation of spiritual divine energy. There's no law in mathematics, no law in biology, no law in physics, no law in science, in geology, in astronomy, in cosmology, in zoology, in botany, etc. There's not one nekuda not in a snowflake and not in a grain of sand. Not in a shrub and not in a bush. Not in a squirrel. And not in a cheetah that is not a manifestation of spiritual energy. Like you're quoting from Davening, Va'ata mechayes kulam. It's not pshat Hashem created it. But the relationship between them is simply as creator versus creation. He just created it. It's much deeper. What we're saying here is that the entire physical universe, the entire physical cosmos, and every new, every detail of it is a manifestation of a particular quality of the divine. It's divine energy expressed through physical phenomena. That's why it's a great marshal for the nimshal. <laughs> because in this case, it's not a marshal for the nimshal. The marshal is the nimshal. The nimshal is a ruchni, so it's intangible. The mashal is gashmi, so it's tangible. So the physical universe essentially is the method to access the inner energy. And that's what he says. That's the parentheses. It's not just from the perspective of the, of the teacher, you don't see the mashal as separate. By not seeing the mashal as separate, what we're learning is that the Eretz HaGashmi is not separate from its source. Rather, as he puts it, it is the Ruchni, it is Malchus Datsilus. 
the way it comes down, Bahakshama. Bahakshama means the way it assumes a material incarnation. But somebody has to tell me this. I can't figure it That's out. why I'm telling it to you. <laughs> I see an apple, a tart apple. It comes from Chesed Gehura. Okay, that's why we're learning. What's about the bad Gashmias? Ah? Bad Gashmias thing is also darkness. What do you mean by bad Gashmias? Disease, pathology, anthropy. Huh? Everything has a source. The question is how uh, far the marshal is from the nimshal, right? Uh, but everything ultimately has a source that when it trickles down, it trickles down, it trickles down, sometimes can end up in a distortion. There's a famous Gemara, Masech Eschul, and the Gemara says, Kol mada aser lon rachmana, shara lon which means whatever the Torah prohibits, it permits something that's similar. He gives many examples. The Torah prohibits blood, but then says you can eat the liver. The liver is filled with blood, that's why the laws of kashning a liver are much more complicated in order to extract all the blood because it's so filled with blood. The Torah prohibits chazah, swine, and allows shibuta, which has a similar taste. The Torah prohibits uh, marrying a brother-in-law and then allows yibum, leveret marriages. Whatever is forbidden is a, a parallel shuttle on Kavase. It's an interesting gemara. It's like almost God told him, don't worry, don't worry, I'll give you compensations like we have today, sushi, yeah? There's this crab sushi and, and, and lobster sushi and everything. It's not the real thing. And the mumchim say, those who have experience before they uh, change their life, say, but for us FFBs, who knows the difference, right? <laughs> so the trader says, don't worry, don't worry. It's taka also, but I'm giving you, I'm giving you a compensation. So the marsha says that the vart is, the marsha over there in the Gemara, Chidusha Agadis, says, on one level, that a person should understand that there's deeper, the, the mitzvahs are deeper than what he understands. It's Xerus HaMelech. And therefore, something similar, here it's forbidden, and here it's permitted. That's what the Marsha writes. There's a deeper interpretation, there's another interpretation that is uh, connected to your question. Everything in this world, it's Shorish is Kedusha. Its source is Kedusha. Its ultimate shayush is a lakus, it's godliness. Everything. Even those things that ultimately come out in this world, and a Jew is forbidden to eat them or benefit from them, and so on and so forth. So in other words, the kedusha of it is not manifested, or it's not easy to be manifested, but in its shayush, in its source, if it's traced back all the way to its original source, it's all holy and divine. The Shem Shmuel has a whole shtickle. The Gemara says that uh, <coughs> one of the Tanoim bragged and he says, I could be Metair Asheretz through 150 Svaris. <laughs> Asheretz is one of the eight 
types of insects that they contaminate a person, their corpses contaminate a person. For example, a weasel, etc. So the Gemara says, he said, I could find 150 svaras. There's only one problem. The Torah says it's not tired. <laughs> but I could find 100. What's the grace of Gedula? That you know how to dray a cup? Huh? Yeah, you alts kenst What's the big Fine. So he brings out this point, similar point, that in its mucker, everything comes from Tara, everything comes from Gdush. However, sometimes there's a distortion, as it trickles down, there's a distortion. Like, talk about communication. <laughs> How many times does it happen that the student doesn't understand what the teacher is saying? And in his perception, the message is misconstrued, especially when it goes into the world of a marshal. I remember I once... Uh, I was once in Virginia for for a lecture, and uh, there was supposed to it was about a Sunday of lectures, and there was supposed to be three lecturers. Rabbi Breidowitz was then in Baltimore. Rabbi Breidowitz from Nevi Yisrael, the doctor, and uh, Nat Lewin is a big lawyer. And I was supposed to speak. There was a huge snow. It was a thirty-inch snow in Virginia, so I had to take over both of them because I was there ready for Shabbos. So basically, instead of speaking for an hour, an hour and a half, I'd speak a whole day. Good, so I uh, I did that. So it wasn't so easy. It was a big oilam. And uh, so I remember I started over the first, I divided it into a few pieces. The first segment was two hours, two and a half hours. So I started off with some elaborate joke, uh, some, some routine. And I finished two and a half hours. And the topic was Simpson. The topic that was given to me was Simpson. Simpson according to the Arizal. And the debate between different Mechabalim. Simpson is Kipshut and not Kipshut. Which we're still going to get into. And somebody came over to me afterwards. I'll never forget. And he said, the opening joke was very good. <laughs> the opening joke was very good. <laughs> So I thought I was doing an opening in order to get into another topic. But by him, that was the beginning, the middle, and the end. He never had to sit through the rest of it. I guess he wanted to be polite. So sometimes you have that the student remains. Here it's not even a marshal, it's a joke. Joke is not a marshal. Sometimes a joke is a marshal, if you're going to explain the joke. Sometimes a joke is just a prelude. But the point is, that's, that's where he is. So very often, in the flow of energy from the higher to the lower, there's a disruption, there's a distortion, and therefore it comes out in Tumah. And this is what the Gemara says, anything that's Asur, Sharalon Kavaseh, there's something similar that's Tahir. And if you go back to the Shairish, over there you'll find the healing of it, you'll be able to heal. Which is why there's nothing ultimately in life that can't become a catalyst for healing that can't become a catalyst for recovery. Because there's always a connection, even if it was lost in translation, as we say. You know the telephone game, right? And then the one at the end. Huh? The broken telephone game, right. Because the energy is not any more seamless. It's not a seamless flow. That's why there's these concepts. But ultimately it's rooted... In a place, uh, in a place of kedusha, the Zoyar says on the word paray. We're learning now these parts about paris. The Zoyar says paray comes from the word priya. Priya means opening, parua. 
So he says, the minei is perian v'izgalian kol nahirin. He is the source from where all the lights come out and they're open. What, what, which part are you talking about? The Ramos says on Achashverish, Achar is Shaloi. The end and the beginning of his is his. Which Achashverish are you talking about? You don't want God, you're talking about Achashverish. So we say, Stam, it's a marshal. No. Even Pare down here, everything has a Shairish. It doesn't mean that Pare down here was a saint. He was not a saint. He was a Rosh Hamirusha. Depends which Pare. There were different levels of Pare's. But assuming that the Melech Chadash is the Rav and Shmuel, it's not a Chadash Mamash. But the point is that everything ultimately has a source in the Nimshal. The question is, how much can it reflect the Mashal? The value in science and physics is it was not corrupted. The snowflake is not corrupted. The structure of the planet is not corrupted. When you're studying a tree, you're studying God's natural world, right? There's not the human initiative and our, our, our proneness to immoral behavior where it's much harder to find, to find the, the, the key. If you talk, for example, in a person's psychology, right? We know every distortion in a person's makeup, in your self-perception, it doesn't begin in a horrible, horrible uh, dysfunction. It usually begins in a very innocent place, a very subtle, innocent place. It was a survival tool, perhaps, that the person had to develop, and now they live this way. So if you go back to the Shairish, you will usually find a lot of light, a lot of purity. But the way it comes down, the way it's manifested, is often distorted. So the link between the Marshall and the Nimshal is critical. Because the mushal really is the nimshal. It's the way the shirish of the world comes out in a physical incarnation. And that's what hishtalshalus really means. When we speak about seder hishtalshalus, the order of evolution of the world, it's not two separate things, the lower and the higher. The lower is a manifestation of the higher in concrete terms. So therefore there's nothing you don't talk about. There's nothing in any place of the physical world or physical life or a person, that you could, when you talk about it, those who see the mushal as a reflection of the nimshal are always talking about, they, they're talking about alakos, they're talking about godliness. Because the gashmi is the ruchni. It's the way the ruchni comes out in a gashmi. But it's really one thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's an expression in Chagigi Chulin Shenaso Ataras Hakodesh. In relation to this question, isn't every detail also straight from Hashem also? You know the Meir Mezbat in a Chanami. In a Chanami, yeah. In a Chanami. So how is gravity in the universe? What's the mass? Okay, you'll figure that out. You're a scientist. You'll figure that out already. He wants to know how gravity of the earth is reflected as a reflection of Malchus Datsilas. But you see, he says here, he says the the thickness, the density, the roundness, the heaviness, right? Heaviness, right? Which is connected to gravity, certainly. And it's it's vegetation power. And then he says, everything else. everything else. 
He just gives, he just lists off a few things. And he lists off these things because don't think the thickness of earth, what's that connected to Malchus Datsilis? That's just a physical property. We're going to start talking about the thickness. And then you're going to talk about the roundness. Just for, then you're going to talk about the heaviness. This is pure physical phenomena as a result of the various forces of nature that exist and that science and physics dedicate so much space to appreciate and to understand, at least based on how much we can understand. And its vegetative powers has to do with the qualities that exist in the soil, the combination of the seed and the soil, and what it produces. But that's the point, that even the most remote, what would seem as the most remote physical phenomena that is not spiritual in any way, it's not divine in any way, essentially, it's a muscle for a nimshal, not just a muscle to understand the nimshal. It is the nimshal. It's the way the nimshal came out in Gashmi. Because here it's not a teacher finding up some muscle from far away to explain the nimshal. Here the muscle evolved from the nimshal. It's the, it's, it's, what does he say? It's the he, he, madrega, hel, yoyna, shaba, Thus is Malchus Datsilas. It is the Madrega Yaina. The way it assumes a physical seer, a physical crust. But what is it? What is the physical crust? It's just a manifestation, a reflection of the divine energy that is represented in the physical crust. And therefore, every feature and every characteristic and every nuance and every detail of every physical phenomenon that you'll discover, as long as it's true, we're talking about true science, true physics. There are theories that people make and then 50 years later they're disproven. But if it's a true, if it's a truth about the physical world, that truth is a divine, is, is a d- divinity being expressed. When you understand this, it's a different world. There's no two worlds. Heaven and earth. It's one. It's completely one. This is an introduction to understand what symptom is. The Maim is trying to explain what symptom is. In any level you're manifesting, this is the beginning to understand what symptom is. Something that's not true, like false theory or disproven theory, it's not Malakus? Or... <laughs> I'm saying when you say the fact that a person produced it, that also has a shayrish. <laughs> if it's part of the human psyche, that capacity also has a shayrish. You understand? But I'm talking about when you're talking about the physical planet representing a divine energy if it doesn't exist in the physical planet I just thought it exists, they used to speak about ether, right? Ether, what was the big theory? Ether for many years yeah? If you if it turns out that it doesn't, at least we don't know that it exists, that, that was my point, so then it's not a reflection of energy because it doesn't exist that's what I meant, I didn't the fact that a person came up with that idea yeah, that itself, every capacity every dimension of the brain of course is the same thing so the fact that the brain has a capacity to come up with different ideas, some of them pure stupidity or foolishness, that also has a shayrish. So in a sense, someone could experience all spending their whole life looking at a grain of salt, but it's, but it's much more smart to experience all learning Torah and being a little bit more involved on that level, maybe 
somebody could 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 study a grain of salt and experience a lakus. That's that's what he's saying. Yeah. If you see in the mushal, the nimshal, you you're not studying a grain of salt. You're studying a lakus the way it assumes a physical incarnation called a grain of salt. You have this in Torah itself also. Lahavdal, but you have this in Torah itself. Pnimiyas HaTorah and Nigla the Torah is called a Nimshal and a Marshal. The Vilna Gon in his commentary on on, uh, on Mishlei explains this at length. The Balatanya is my Marim. Pnimiyas HaTorah and Nigla the Torah are shtikl gemara. Yeah? People think there's two Torahs. There's the Torah of Kabbalah, Nister, the Torah of Chassidus, that's Nister. And then there's Nikola the Torah, the revealed Torah. Mishnayis, Gemara, Shulchan Aruch, Rishonim, Achroinim, Poiskim, Shalasachuvis, Mepharshim. One deals with some, you know, spooky stuff. And one deals with concrete stuff. B'dikas Chametz, Muktza, Lachi, Kaira, Erev, and Sukkah. Nezikim, whatever you're dealing, Shutfin, Tumah, Taras, Royim, whatever you're dealing with in that sugya. But it's concrete, it's nigla. But it's the same nikudah, really. There's no nikudah in nigla that's not a reflection of pnimius. And there's no nikudah in pnimius that's not manifested in nigla. There's no such a nikudah Every nikudah in nigla is a marshal for the nimshal. Over here, of course, the marshal itself is infinitely divine. Because it's really one. It's not two separate things. So, but Simpson is also in so. Oh, that's what we're getting at. That's what we're getting at. Just don't fly away yet. Caleb, <laughs> Caleb. Huh? Gravity, yeah. <laughs> the COVID, the COVID. When he says that our gravity, our density, our thickness, is he referring to our concepts of these things or the exact ratios, the exact numbers? Excellent question. Yeah, is he referring to our concepts of these things or the exact ratio? And the answer is the latter, not only the former. The former and the latter. Not just our concepts, in other words... You talk about vegetation, and it's a good concept to bring out some spiritual concept as a marshal of a teacher. No. The exact ratio, the exact dimensions, the exact physical properties, even though they seem completely physical. But in some form, they are a marshal for an imshal in which the marshal actually evolved and is a manifestation of the nimshal. It's the way a particular divine energy assumed a physical and tangible incarnation. That's what drives the physical. It's not, there are certain ratios, there are certain phenomena, and let's use them as lessons in life, for example, right? Which is very nice, it's beautiful, it's much deeper than that. The reason you have these ratios in the physical world 
The reason you have this composition, the reason you have this type of chemistry is it's driven, it's fueled. It's basically a manifestation of, of spiritual truth. That's Pshat. The Zoya says he looked into Torah and he created the world. So what does it mean? Torah is a blueprint for the world? When you look at the blueprints of your home, you're going to see your home in the blueprint fashion. Open up a Torah. There's 31 verses about creation. Then Cain murders Hevel. Adam eats from a tree. Yosef's brothers throw him into a pit. Where do you have a blueprint for the world there? Jews go to Egypt. There's 10 plagues. They go out of Egypt. They build a Mishkan. Where do you have blueprints for the universe here? Where do you have a blueprint for the world? Uh, on the Mishkan, there's close to 700 psukim. You know, in the first maps, the first map of America, well, one of the, in the 1700s, they started, I mean, they always tried to make maps. In the 1700s, somebody brought a map from America to the Altarebbe, to the Balatanya. And uh, he took a look at the map, and he said, there's a mistake. He showed in America, there's a mistake. Somewhere. Okay. What does he know? Is a yid sitting in Lyoshna, a little village in Belarus. Mamash, a tiny little village. Say there's a mistake in the United States. You know, today, uh, Belarus and America are not so far, but then <laughs> Belarus and America were very, very far. It's the 1700s. It's, America was just developing. He said there's a mistake. So uh, at some point, they, they, I guess another map came or some new report came. There was some distortion over there. So somebody asked the Balatanya how he knew. So he said that in the in the bays of Bereshis, you have a picture of the whole planet. And he saw that the map wasn't consistent with that picture. So he knew it was a mistake. So somebody once told over the story in 770 at a in front of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. So the Rebbe said, the ikir is as the mekumchen in America is on the the Taos. The main thing is, once you arrive to America, you shouldn't make the same mistake. In Liyajne, it was clear. <laughs> when you come to America, you shouldn't make the same mistake. In other words, that the Marshall and the Nimshal should remain connected. So what should I talk about Isobar Alma? It doesn't mean that you look into the Torah, you can have a map of what the earth looks like. It means, if you have the ability to be able to see the spirituality and the energy within every physical phenomenon, you will see how the Torah is a blueprint for it. But it's a much more abstract blueprint. It's not a blueprint the way we're used to. But it's because every physical phenomenon in the world originates in Torah. Why does it originate in Torah? It's not a because that's its whole Matthias. That's its whole entity. So the last detail is a manifestation of this. There's um, four elements for Wind. That too. So, so it's an exact um, muscle of an of an initial. Perhaps I mean they said there's like seventy three percent water on the earth, but maybe in the whole in some type of creation, there's a quarter of that one, a quarter of that one, a quarter. In a chemam. In Kisvei Arizal, it says Eishruach Mayim Afar is connected to Dalit Oisis of Shem Avaya. What's the connection? What's Yutke Vovka with Eishruach Mayim Afar? And the answer is, that is Eishroch Mahimafa. <laughs> What's the connection is coming from an external perspective that doesn't see it from inside in. We see everything from outside, outside in. We don't see it from inside out. 
when you see it from inside out, the Eshruach Mayim offer is Shem Havaya. It is Yudke Vavke. It's just the way it assumes a physical phenomenon. That's Pshat in the all of Kabbalistic literature, people who make Yichudim. What's Pshat making Yichudim? Those of you who dabbled in these things, or you decided one day you're a Kabbalist yourself, you're familiar, you start making Yichudim. What's making unifications? Yichudim means to be, the first thing of Yichudim, it means to be able to see the Achdos. To be able to be Ma'achid, the Chitzonis and the Pnimis, the outside and the inner, the outer and the inner. And that's the reason, from my flesh I perceive God. Why from my flesh will I perceive God? What does my flesh have to do with God? The answer is, Nasa Adam Bitsalmeinu Kid Moseinu. It's not a question how you perceive God from you. You are a manifestation of the divine. So there's not one nikuda in your body, in your mind, in your brain, in your soul that's not mirroring the truth of the divine. So now Rabbi Isaac is asking, what about all the distortions that you have? <laughs> that also mirrors in its source, but you have to see where it got stuck, where it got dist- in the trickle, in the flow where there's a distortion, where there's a disruption. Just like in the game of telephone, just like somebody could say that they heard something from their teacher and they say the exact opposite of what he said. Why? Because they heard it according to their capacity and they misconstrued it. Could you? And then you could go back and see. And you go back and see where... Uh, Ayid sent me an email yesterday. It's an interesting thing. Ayid sent me an email that he heard a share I gave on Tisha B'Av about physical, about relationships. And I said that it's a mistake that teachers teach Hasanam and Kalas that, uh, that physical relationships are, are, are you know, it's a, kind of, it's, it's, it's a negative thing and you just have to do the minimum and, uh, and uh, it could bring people down and, uh, and people are just behemoths, etc., so, uh, and I explained, you remember, I gave a whole shit about it. That, so this person wrote me a whole long letter trying to explain to me where I went wrong. So when I was reading his letter, I understood exactly how he completely misunderstood what I said. He understood what I was saying, that uh, intimacy by everybody is not about, there's not, nothing spiritual about it, just physical, and that's what God wants, and that's it. So he says, what are you talking about? How can you say this about Yaakov and Rachel and all that? He misunderstood my intention was the exact opposite. (laughs) That in Judaism, the spiritual and the physical are not two separate things. The physical is the ultimate manifestation of the spiritual. The guf is not a tamad de kezach. Fakert. It's a reflection of the deepest holiness. Can it be distorted? Of course it can be distorted. That's why you need Torah to be able to... So when I was reading it, I was trying to understand what did I say, but then I realized from his perspective, yeah, perhaps the goof is completely a, a negative thing. So when I was saying that the goof is not a bad thing, what did he hear? There's no ruchnis. So when you see that, you always have to see what did I hear? People hear things according to what they could hear. It's not their fault. They have their tools. And then they judge it based on that. 
So did it come from what I said? It came from what I said. But it's just it got a little stuck in the process. It got, you understand what I'm saying? And when you go back to the source, yeah, then everything, you could see how everything could be sweetened. They're not doing what I'm talking about. Rabbi Shleimer wants a marshal for a bunch of these things. So, Be'ezer Hashem, in the next year, or the year after, I'll give a few mashalim to see this truth in the physical world and the spiritual world. We'll discuss blood, white, blood, we'll discuss uh, the white blood cells and red blood cells. And uh, and we'll discuss uh, the spaceship. Those are two things that, uh, just as a marshal, we discuss. We could discuss billions and trillions of things. But first of all, I don't know billions and trillions of things. And second, well, you have to choose some things. So, uh, Thank you. To start right away, huh? It doesn't say everything has a compensation. It says whatever is also the Torah was also matter. I have to. I have to remember. I could tell you in a moment, huh? Yes. Yeah. I'll look it up, yeah. A teenager is severely depressed. Yeah, a teenager is dep- depressed, yeah. Where is the ghost in here? He's lacking a little. That's only good. I'm going to sit down for this Okay, it's a good question. A teenager is depressed. Where's the ruchnis in the depression? Pardon? You want to know where's the ruchnis in the depression? Why is a teenager all kinds of depressed? Pardon? Where's the teenager? Well, Rabbi Litzman calls us all teenagers. You have to understand. No, because he's even younger. I'm trying to give an example that you experience. Yeah. It doesn't see the locus. Very simple. Chulin daf kuf tes amad beis. 109b. Huh? Yes, the ratios on other planets are also important. If what? If what? Because each planet is a manifestation of a different Indian. Each planet is a manifestation of a different Indian in Elokos. Elokos is infinite. Just like on this planet, every creature is a manifestation of a different... Uh, every snowflake is a manifestation of something distinct. And that's why every person has their own light to give to the world. That's why you have your light to give to the world that nobody else could give. You understand what I'm saying? Why do you have your light... Because you're not like anybody else. And nobody's like you. The Mishnah says, Ain't they saying Shabbos? No two minds are alike. No two faces are alike. It's not a mistake. So if you say it's all random mutations, then there's no marshal, there's no nimshal. It's just one big mistake. But the Yisait of Yiddishkeit is that there's meaning, meaning in existence. Part of that meaning is not just that we were created. It's that our structure itself is divine. One of the biggest 
Yesodis of Torah Sabal Shamtav. Not just we were created, but we remain creations. But our chemistry is divine. So there's an intimacy between the creator and the creation. There's a relationship. The creation is also a reflection of the creator, to a particular, to a certain degree at least. Tafasta? He he madrege hal yoyna shabab b'koyachin sarv b'akshama the hest. Say masbe the mechitim. He he madrege hal yoyna shabab b'koyachin sarv b'akshama. Every grape that hurts a wine squeezes. It's koyachin sarv shabab b'akshama. Chayish is the vine. Chayish the grapes. The vine. That's why it's called divine. <laughs> that you should have said. Hasugas <laughs> gul. Apparently, v'loy nachem alakim. Nisht alts. Yeah, by nachem v'shtakin alakim. It's alts avaya. Can zog in the tate my nomen. That's why you didn't have to sign the settle in the house. Interesting. Person, person is not interested in science and understanding everything. He's not interested in divine. He's not interested in God. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.